0: Awareness is the biggest gift you will ever have in your life because it's literally like someone has turned on the light bulb over your head and given you the clues and the insight to look into your life. Because here's the thing, you are the one who creates your life. of the internet world welcome to another episode of the yinning at life podcast with your host kimberly roberts of soulful yin and i am so stoked to be here again for another episode today is an incredible episode that i really want to talk about something that is so passionate and so big on my heart and that's actually your mind so and of course i'm going to tie this in with Chinese medicine, with yin yoga, um, with reflexology, yeah, with breathwork, meditation. We're going to talk about all of that and how to harness the insane, powerful mind that you have. Like, I'm telling you, when you get to understand this, it literally changes the game of life. I shit you not. I'm serious, absolutely serious here. It literally changes the game. And I'll tell you, it's a process. And it's a process that you're always working on. Um, It's a process that I work on every single day. I like to think of my mind as no different than any other muscle in my body, right? You got to train it. If I want some really kick-ass biceps, well, if I just stare at the weights nothing's gonna happen, right? So I actually have to do the work. It's the same thing with your brain, right? You've gotta train it. You gotta train it just like you gotta train anything else. If you are training for a marathon, you just don't go and run a 10K marathon without actually training first. I mean, you could try, but you're probably not gonna do so hot of a job. And at the end of it, even if you make it through, you're probably not gonna be that happy with it, right? With the results. So let's talk in and dive deep into this conversation of how you can use four different tools, okay, to leverage the power of your mind. Are you ready for this, people? Like, are you really ready for this? Because I'm really ready to have this conversation. I am so excited. For those of you that are um, watching on YouTube, then you can literally see the expression on my face here. Um, If you are listening on one of the audio platforms, I'm pretty sure you could tell just by the sound and the tone of my voice that I'm pretty damn stoked about this. So let's get started. Your mind, right? This primal part of your brain. It's that part of your brain that goes looking for the danger, right? It's looking for all the things to try to keep you safe. So back in the reptilian days, right? The caveman days, the the primal brain was on 24 seven, right? Like it was literal survival mode, right? Like you had, you were out hunting for food, seeking shelter, water, right? Like the basic necessities. Plus you had like, you know, the dinosaurs and the other cavemen like attacking you, right? So like it was literal survival mode and your brain had to tell you what to do in case you were literally standing in front of like say a dinosaur or a bear and you, you know, you got to know how to respond to that, right? Like if that primal part of your brain didn't kick in, you wouldn't be alive. You'd be dead. Something or someone would have killed you. Now, I want you to think of that part of that, your brain, that primal part of your brain is like a piece of software, just like a piece of software in your phone or in your tablet or any other device that you have, right? You know how you always get these downloads that come in from, you know, Apple to tell you, ooh, there's another software update? Well, it updates the software, the technology behind the scenes so that things work better. Well, your brain doesn't have that automatic update you're the update you are the one that actually has to do the update and you got to do it manually and how do you do that well i'm going to share with you today in this episode the ways that i use to help train my brain and it's actually really cool it's really simple and it's really powerful so are you ready to dive in with me all right so the first one, let's talk about breath work. How can breath work help you with your mind? Well, just think about it. If you're feeling pretty like foggy and tired, and, and you know, like you've got that sort of mental haze over your mind, over your head, it's almost like you got a hairnet over your head that's just like leaving you in a complete fog. Well, the breath work, especially like an energizing breath, like a breath of fire breath work where, you know, you're, it's a rapid breath count of one-to-one inhale through the nose, you know, like you're inhaling and exhaling through the nose. And it kind of sounds like this, (laughs) right? Like it's a really quick snap of your navel in and up towards your spine as you're breathing quickly in and out through the nose. Now that's just like, that is fueling your brain with some oxygen, right? And so it's waking things up, It's kind of like you're stirring up the cobwebs up there and clearing them out. So, you know, there's other types of breath work that you can do too. Like there's a ratio of like, you know, four breaths in through the nose, hold for seven counts and then exhale through the nose for eight counts, right? Like that's another way to, um, to just sort of balance the brain. You can also do alternate nostril breathing, right? where you're inhaling through one nostril, then you hold both nostrils plugged for a moment, then you exhale through the opposite one, and then you inhale through that one again, you hold again, and then you exhale through the opposite. So you're alternating the breath moving through the nostril. And you can do this for like a count of two, three, typically it's done for like a count of four. So you inhale for four, hold for four, Exhale for four and then you just lather, rinse, and repeat. So breath work is really simple because it's easily accessible, right? Like you know how to breathe. It's just a matter of finding the right technique that works for you. I love to do breath work because literally it opens up my mind for expansion. It also gives you an opportunity to pause. And I'll tell you, any time that you get an opportunity to pause is an opportunity to reflect. And when you reflect, then you start to get curious and ask questions and your mind starts to get engaged and involved. And so that in itself can really help to empower your your, your mind, right? Because you're starting to have like this conversation, this dialogue, where you're asking these questions and then you're contemplating some answers. So it's like deep introspective work, right? And this can lead to what I call a beautiful life, but a beautiful life starts with a beautiful mind. So why not fuel it? And this is what I think of, like when I think of my brain, like it's like a, you know, it's just like another muscle in my body that I train, but it's also something that I feed, right? Like I fuel it, like just like you fuel your belly with good food so that you feel good and that you get the nourishment that your body needs. It's the same thing with your brain. If you put garbage in, you will get garbage out. Simple as that. So if you feed it good thoughts, you'll get good results. They say that your reality is created twice. It's created first in your mind and then secondly in reality. So what you think, I mean, I think most of us have heard this expression before. What you think is what you become. And it is literally true. And I'll tell you, we think over probably 70 or 80,000 thoughts in a day. Most of them are negative and repetitive. So if you just think about that for a second, if you give yourself some time to do some breath work and open up that contemplative dialogue, Let me tell you, it's like turning a light bulb over your head. You're going to be like, wow, I just kept thinking that thought like again, again. And it's not, I don't want you to come from it from a place of judgment, okay? Because we will often snap into a place of judgment when it comes time to our thoughts. I want you to just be inquisitive. Be curious. Be like, I thought that again. Huh. Why is that? And then start to ask yourself, like, especially if it's something that you're, that you're hearing in your mind and you're like, you don't like it. Like Tony Robbins always says, like, when you hear something in your mind that you don't like, ask yourself this question. Is it really true? Do I really have to believe this? What evidence do I have that this is really true? Like you ask good questions, you will get good answers. You ask shitty questions, you'll get shitty answers. So, this breath work time allows you to contemplate. Okay, so that's one. That's the breath work. The next one, mm, I love this one. This is reflexology. A lot of you probably out here maybe don't know what reflexology is. You probably just think foot reflexology is all about massaging your feet. Well, I'm here to correct you on that one and bust some myths about reflexology, okay? So, I'm a reflexology therapist. I have been for almost 14 years now. And I got into reflexology because I was fascinated by what it did in terms of how I felt in my body. That was at first, okay? Now reflexology is based on the premise or on the philosophy that we have nerve endings or we call them reflex points in the feet. There are over 72,000 nerve endings in your feet and six meridian channels, traditional Chinese medicine, meridian uh, channels in your feet. Okay. That's a lot going on in the feet. And so the idea is, is that when you apply pressure on the nerve ending or the reflex point, What it does is it starts to send blood and energy through the nerve ending. Think of the nerve ending as like a garden hose. Going up into feeding into that area, organ or part of the body or system. So I'll give you a really super quick example. Your liver. Okay. So there's a point on your right foot. You press it. You stimulate it. You make some little circles. You massage it out. For a period of time, like I typically do, you know, like 40 seconds up to like a minute and a half, sometimes two minutes. And what it does is it's kind of like turning on the tap, on the hose, and now you're starting to get things flowing through it. And if there's any blockages or any imbalances, any injuries, any illness, any irregularities within that organ, again, I'm just using an example of the liver then what it does is it flushes out the organ with fresh blood, oxygen, and energy, okay? Blood, oxygen, and energy are meant to flow through us continuously. It's when things get stagnant, which is what we call in Chinese medicine, things get sticky, stagnant, stuck, that dis-ease and disease and misalignment begins to occur, all right? So it's simple as as that with reflexology. And I'll tell you, there are, well, I'll give you, there are two main points that are always so beneficial to stimulate in reflexology. The brain point, that's kind of obvious, right? So the brain point, which is located on the very tip of the top of your toes, especially the big toe. And you wanna spend like some good time there. So I will spend literally about a minute to a minute and a half on each toe, on both feet, okay? And it's really good because it, again, it's literally sending energy, blood, oxygen up into the brain, clearing it out, clearing out the cobwebs, getting rid of all the dust and the debris, right? So this is really, really, really important. And this is so easy to do. Like, it's so simple. If you, you know, if you can't get access to your feet, find somebody, a partner, a friend, a relative. Maybe you make like, you know, like a date out of it or a game out of it. But it's like, let's do each other's feet, right? Um, And it's just, it's so powerful. Now, the other one is the adrenal gland point, which I always say is good to do, especially for a lot of us that live in that flight or fright state. Um, where we have a very dysregulated nervous system. And we all know that if the nervous system is dysregulated, is the mind calm? Absolutely not, right? It's like it's like a, a hamster on a wheel and you're just going around and around and around in a big circle and you're never getting anywhere other than more frustrated. So the adrenal gland point is actually located, if you were to trace um, your finger from the bottom of your big toe joint, On the sole of your foot, right below where the arch and the ball of the foot meet, okay? Right there in that section, just below the arch of the foot, in the ball of the foot. You can massage in there. It's on the medial side, so the inner side of your foot. You massage in there, and I'm telling you, it's so good. I stimulate that point every single day, because let's face it. We live in a world where there are higher stress levels, higher anxiety levels, and where we are a culture of hustle and push and go, go, go. And your adrenal glands play a huge role in trying to manage your flight or fright response and keeping you calm. So why not engage in that? And for those of you that are like really curious about Um, using reflexology and really leveraging it as a modality to help you with your brain and fueling it, I have a yin and feet tonics four-week series that is coming up on February 5th. Um, And we are going to be diving deep into how you can not just boost serotonin levels in your brain by doing natural Uh, techniques such as breathing, reflexology, yin yoga, and meditation. Um, But we're also going to be priming the brain for success. Literally kind of like reprogramming, right? Giving you the tools. So we'll be diving really deep into several different reflexology points um, that are on the feet that you're going to play with. And you'll get a diagram with all of this. So it's super cool. You'll have like a reference to it. We're going to be doing yin yoga poses, which is I'm going to talk about next, um, to help with just priming the brain and calming the nervous system. We will do be doing different types of breath work techniques as well, which are super cool. Um, and of course meditation. And then there's some other really juicy bits of that things that I'm going to bring in, like, um, how to do a traditional Chinese medicine um, ancient head massager. I call it a head bomb on yourself or someone else to help just again, clear out the cobwebs in the brain there. I will tell you, there is nothing better than when your mind is overloaded and overstimulated and overwhelmed to massage your head. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's great when someone else does it for you, but even doing it yourself Plus, there are so many different acupressure points on the head and the back of the head that get stimulated when you do a very specific sequence of, I call, bombing your head or massaging your head. So if this is something that you're really super stoked in, just check in the show notes. There's a link there. You can sign up. um, And we start on Monday, February 5th. It's so cool. Um, All right. So yin Mm -hmm. yoga. How does that help us prime our brain brain for success, our mind for success? So if you think about it, yin yoga is long-held poses, right? So we support our body. We're in a passive state with our physical body, right? We're not pushing and forcing into a deep stretch. We're just being really mindful of where our body can go in terms of its range of motion. We support it with props so that it feels safe as soon as your body feels safe, then your nervous system will start to relax, right? The brain will begin to calm. From there, once you get into that state, again, you can can get into that deep contemplative energy, that introspective energy, that discovery energy, that awareness energy, right? Because you're still in the pose, you're using your breath, right? in a really mindful and skillful way to regulate your nervous system. And that's going to allow the clarity to come up. Again, it's kind of like when you're doing the breath work too, like you'll start to notice the thought patterns that are coming in and you'll be like, okay, I'm okay with this thought, but this one I'm not so great. I'm not happy with, I want to change that. Right. And it's just, Like I say to my students in my classes all the time, awareness is the biggest gift you will ever have in your life. Because it's literally like someone has turned on the light bulb over your head and given you the clues and the insight to look into your life. Because here's the thing, you are the one who creates your life. Nobody else, you do it. You play that major role and yes, life's circumstances happen and you have no control over some of those circumstances but, that occur, but what you do have control over is always your reaction, your response to it. And I'll tell you, if you're sitting in a place where you're unconscious and unaware and kind of like numb in your mind, then you're not going to know what to change. when you come into these contemplative practices of yin, where you're holding these poses in kind of what I call almost a meditative state, like if you are properly supporting your body, there is no reason why you can't hold the shape for two to five minutes. Now, it's not about what the pose looks like. And that's another thing that I deeply, deeply, teach my students in my class is that it is not about what you look like in the pose it's about how do you feel like there can be a little bit of discomfort that's okay but there's a big difference between discomfort and pain and i think most of us know that difference right pain So pain in yin would be like a sharp, a shooting, an electrical sensation, a very strong numbing sensation in an area of the body, which means there's circulation that's missing there. Um, It can feel overwhelming to the point where you can't breathe. So that's pain, right? We're not looking for that. But if it feels like, oh, this is a deep stretch. Wow. Wow. This is deep. That's okay. That's where the propping comes up. And I'll tell you from my perspective, I mean, I'm extremely flexible. I'm a little hyper-flexible. Um, and I have hypermobility in my joints. So I have to strengthen my body a lot. But in my yin practice, I don't really need the props to support my body. But I use them. Because it's just another, I want you to think of the props as another layer of nourishing and supporting your nervous system, too. So I often get students ask me in class, Oh, I use the props for this. Am I cheating or did I get it wrong? No, it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful to use the props. You're not cheating and you're not doing anything wrong by using the props. They're there for you. Use them as you need them, right? And there are certain yin poses where you just can't do it without the props. So (laughs) there's no cheating here in yin. Um, So back to like yin being this beautiful tool for creating awareness and discovery, and then from there again the contemplation happens and then you can choose to change your thoughts because you're the only one who's having the thoughts like sure you might get people who might try to intervene and 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 in sort of invoke their thought patterns on you and the, and how you should think about things and how you should view things but honestly You're the one that is wearing the set of lenses that you look out at life through. Sure, some people might try and put another set of lenses on you, but ultimately, you're the one who has control. So you're the one who controls your thoughts. And you're the one who's responsible for your reality. So this is where a little bit of like radical self-acceptance comes in, right? Like I've had those moments. Let me tell you, I lived unconscious. Unaware and numb for years, especially during my marriage to an alcoholic, like the whole time, 20 years of like literally living numb in survival mode with my primal brain running the show, telling me how to live my life, how to think, how to feel. And I'll tell you, it's like being trapped in a cage with like no key to get out. And it sucks. It literally fucking sucks. And one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm not living like this anymore. Like I walked away from the marriage, which took a lot of courage and a lot of strength to leave 20 years, but I did it. And the journey since then, which has been almost eight years has been like massive healing, massive growth, massive awareness and evolution. But this is the journey of life is it's this continuous path of awareness, healing, growth, evolution. This is the cycle. And I'll tell you that your mind, that primal part of your brain is going to kick in all the time, especially at the beginning, because it's going to be hearing a different dialogue that it's not used to. And it'll be going, wait a minute. That's not how we usually think. What's going on here? I don't like this because here's the thing. The primal part of your brain just wants the safety and the comfort of the known, even if that is painful and suffering to you in your conscious mind, your primal brain, your ego is going, yeah, but we're used to this. So let's stay here because this is what we know. This is what is safe. Now, if you're standing in front of a bear that's about to make filet mignon out of you, you damn well want your primal brain, that ego to roll in to save you. But if you're sitting there going, I really want to ask that person out on a date, or I really want to apply for that new job, or I really want to start up that new hobby, or I want to start up a new business, or... I want to leave that relationship because it's not serving me anymore. Your ego is going to run in barreling on a white horse trying to save you going, no, don't do this. Just stay where you are. It's a lot safer over there, people. Come on, just listen to me, right? That's what your ego is saying. Now, in your conscious mind, if you're using these tools, and this is why I use my breath work, reflexology, meditation, and yin yoga because it quiets my ego and I get to listen to my soul, which is going, yeah, go there. Yeah. Ask the guy out. Yeah. Start that business. Yeah. Build that website. Damn it, girl. Start that podcast. I will tell you for the longest time, I didn't want to do this podcast. I kept hearing from my ego. No, you can't do that. You don't have the right technology. You don't have the right setup. You don't have the right tools. It's going to be too expensive. No one's going to listen to you. No one's going to want to hear what you have to say. All this dialogue. And then one day I woke up after my meditation. And all I heard in the back of my mind was, it was a soft but kind of loud whisper. But it was very gentle and encouraging and supportive. And it said, start the podcast, Kimberly. And I was like, what? Hello? What? And I heard it again. Start the podcast, Kimberly. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Can I really do this? So then I went to the Google Nest and I asked him, how do I start a podcast? And I got the answer and it was like, oh, I can use my phone. I mean, if you're watching the YouTube video, you see me. I'm in my yoga studio on the floor on my yoga mat with my phone in front of me on a, on a phone holder, on a tripod. And I got my laptop behind me. That's like recording this on zoom. And I'm lit up like a Christmas tree in this room with just lights from my apartment, from my condo. Could it be any simpler than that? No. No. Did I have to go and rent space? No. Did I have to go and buy a new microphone? No, I'm using my phone. It works great. Spotify has this awesome podcast app that you can add all your your episodes to and edit it and everything and ask music and do all these things. And then YouTube does the same thing too. And I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. Why didn't I do this sooner? And it's like, because your ego didn't want you to because it was scary. Doesn't know well what's that going to be like. What if people ridicule you? What if people laugh? What if people judge you? Oh, well, that's just their perspective. It's not yours. I feel like I have a beautiful message to bring out to the world. So here I am with the podcast. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about meditation, how that helps you with your mind. Okay? Okay. So if you are someone who meditates and thinks, oh, it's just about emptying my mind and not hearing anything and it being quiet and still. No. Your mind is not designed, it's literally not chemically wired to not think. Like, so I want to take that off the equation right there. It's not about just completely not thinking. Okay? You will have moments where there's the stillness, and there's the, what I call the pause of the mind, right, where you're not hearing anything, where there is no dialogue happening up there. But you're not going to sit there for 10, 15, 20 minutes and not have a thought. They will come in. And that's okay. Okay. The more you practice meditation, that's why they call it a meditation practice, because it's a practice. It's not, I get it done, I check it off the box once, and I know how to do it, and it always rolls. No, because there will be days, like I've been meditating for over 20 years. There are days I sit on my mat, and I, you know, put my timer on, I'm like, okay, 20 minutes, and then it's like two minutes later, and I'm like, oh God, like this is just not happening today. This is like a slow drip, and it's killing me. And then there's other days where it's like, I hear the timer go off and I'm like, what? We're done? Oh, that was so incredible. But there's so much insight that you get from meditation. So you can do it guided. You can do it with music. I mean, I have tons of meditation practices on my um, on-demand platform, on my yoga platform that people can dive into. And I just want to say like it Take the pressure off of it having to be something where you just clear your mind. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to use it again as a tool of like, hmm, I thought that again. All right. Okay, that thought came up again and and again and again. And then you sit back and say to yourself without judgment, hmm, okay, okay. I don't really like that thought. Now I'm realizing that thought has actually created a belief, something that now shows up in my reality. Because your reality is based on your thoughts and your beliefs and your beliefs are created from your thoughts. It's just a belief is a thought that you keep thinking over and over and over again. And then you have beliefs that are instilled upon you from like, you know, your parents and childhood experiences and friends and social media and you know, other ways that, you know, your mind gets manipulated to believe certain things, right? But again, I tie it back to the awareness and with yin and with meditation, with breath work, even with reflexology, these are all techniques to help you get into the moment, the present moment. Because you can't change your past. But you sure as hell can change your future. Because what shows up for you tomorrow is based on what you thought today. I just really want you to get that. Like your future is based on how you think now. And so if you look back at your past. And you look at how your life has shown up. You will totally get it. It's been based on how you've been thinking in your past and what actions you've taken as a result of that. And this is where the power of meditation can really help you because you can start to choose different thoughts. It all starts with you and it's all connected. I mean, I say this all the time. It's all connected, right? Like your thoughts create the feelings and those feelings create emotions. And I'll tell you in Chinese medicine, and I've talked about this in some of my other episodes, but your organs hold emotions. And so those thoughts that you keep having can have a direct impact on the health, the physical, mental, emotional health of your organs. In Chinese medicine, It's a holistic whole body mind approach. Like it's not just the physical actions or roles that the organs take, like the liver, which is like an organ of detoxification and purification. Sure. That's what it does physically, but emotionally it does so much more than that in Chinese medicine. It has to regulate and filter all the emotions that come through your body. It holds the primary emotion of anger. It's got a lot to do. It's got a big role. And every single organ has an emotional role to it as well. It's not just physical. I mean, in Western medicine, it's all the physical. They don't look at the other side of it, right? But in Chinese medicine, it's all of it. So they do look at the physicality, but they also look at the you know, the physiology, right? They look at the emotional aspect of what that organ does and they all work together. So these four different techniques, you know, the breath work, reflexology, meditation, yin yoga, like these are my tools that I use to prime my brain, to reprogram, And to create a beautiful life where now, like, I live from a place of peace. And I'll tell you, after 20 years of living with an alcoholic, there was no peace. And there sure as hell wasn't freedom. And not a lot of joy. And not a lot of happiness. And there's no regret. I have no regret over that at all. It taught me a lot. But now I know. And I don't let my mind rule me because your mind is insanely powerful. Insanely powerful. And you have control over it, not the other way around. Most of us think that our mind controls us. But I'll tell you, when you use these tools, you will gain control over your mind. I promise you. I know because I live and breathe this every single day. So if you're really like wanting to dive into this, if this episode has brought any kind of spark inside of you to dive deeper into fueling your mind, come and join me in my yin and feet four week series. Even if you can't make it live to the the four classes each week, you will have access to the replays. Um, You get lifetime access actually to the replays and also to all the handouts that I'll be putting in there. We'll be learning how to prime the brain from a physical perspective, right? Like nourishing with serotonin. We'll be looking at calming the brain, calming the nervous system, calming the body as well. Um, through yin yoga, through reflexology, through meditation and breath work. Um, You also get 30 days free access on my platform to practice as much as you want, as often as you want for that 30 days. And then with the four live stream classes that we're going to do, you will get lifetime access to those. So you will always be able to go back, lather, rinse and repeat whenever you need to. So if you are interested in this, hit the show notes And sign up. We start Monday, February 5th. Um, And I just want to leave you with this last little thing. Your mind creates a beautiful life. And you are so deserving of a beautiful life. You wouldn't be here on this planet if you weren't worthy and deserving of that. And I hope you believe that because i'll tell you if if you don't believe that, buy my belief then, because I believe that I am worthy and deserving of a beautiful life, and it starts with your mind. So thank you so much for tuning in and pressing play on today's um, episode. If you have any comments. Uh, Please feel free to share them in the comments. Um, If you love this podcast and you want to see more, um, I would love a review. Share this with anybody that you think would benefit from this. Um, I started this podcast because I wanted to share my knowledge. And I'll tell you that I have gained so much knowledge from other people that I have worked with, mentors, other podcasters. And this is how we create a better world too. When we all collectively are working together to create our best lives, then we create the best world possible. So have an awesome rest of your day and I will see you next Thursday. Oh, and just to remind you, this podcast is not a substitute or replacement for any kind of professional therapy or medical advice. I'm just a yin yogi at heart who's sharing her life experiences with the people in this world. And this is what my legal team needs me to tell you.